drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, it's at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Torbeyer, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What is going on, everybody? We are back here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, talking all things Detroit Lions on a Wednesday. Grifka is in the building. Grifka, how are you, man? I am doing good, doing good. There you go. I, but I do have one thing to mention Uh-oh. before we get started. Oh. If you want to just give me a second, you will appreciate this. Uh-oh. I want to say happy birthday, belated, since it's Wednesday, to our beloved Detroit Lions. Everybody should know. Everybody's like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, at first, you know, they were the Port- Portsmouth Spartans, and they, that team formed in 1930. And then in 1934, June 30th, 1934, they officially moved to Detroit and changed their name to the Lions. So we realized it was yesterday. So once again, happy belated birthday, Detroit Lions. You've been around, been following. June 30th, 1934, you became the Detroit Lions, moving from that Portsmouth, Ohio, which was the smartest thing you ever did was leaving that state of Ohio. <laughs> Griffco, we don't have a happy birthday, but we can do this. Drink it in, man. A little, little birthday Kool-Aid for all the Lions fans and for the Detroit Lions on the uh, Lions birthday. I had no idea where you were going there. I had no idea that was the case. So once again, you're edumacating the people, which uh, you are, at least you think you're the smartest man on the podcast. So there you go. <laughs> Well, one of the two smartest men on the podcast. <laughs> there we go. Let's uh, let's go ahead and dive into this, man. I got some news and notes, and everybody's got to stay tuned because on the back part of this show, we're actually going to do the all-time Lions of 2000. So I wrote down, you know, a player or two at each position. We're going to kind of quickly talk those through, compare some notes, me and Grifka. But uh, just some quick things off the top there, uh, Grifsky. We've got uh, Rod Wood uh, sitting down with Dapper Dan Miller talking for a good 30 minutes. I mean, talked about a whole lot of nothing, if you ask me, but a bunch of business speak. And the thing that jumped out to me, and Matt Derry talked about this on Lockdown Lions, he said, you know, he got real frustrated that Rod Wood was talking about how he's in the draft room. He's in the free agents. He's sitting there with Bob Quinn, the cap guy, Matt Patricia. Like, do you have issues with this? Because I don't think he mentioned one other thing about football on this entire interview, but he definitely said that he's in on all these crucial kind of meetings. Do you, Matt Derry wanted to know, is he in the corner sitting there just scribbling notes on his iPad for Martha and company, or is he actually involved? What do you think? With his position with the team and his background, which you, I believe, stated on a prior show that he is with the manager of the estate and the finances. I hope if he's in on these meetings, like you said, he's just pretty much the doorman. You know, it's like, oh, who are you? Oh, okay, yeah, come on in. Um, I, you know, being around the team, I'm sure he knows a tiny bit about football or whatever, but um, I sure don't want his opinion on scouting guys and saying, well, I really like this guy, you know, and I really like this. I, sorry. I mean, I, I don't want that. You Be the guy that's like, hey, we want to sign this guy can we afford him? Does he fit under the cap? And you're the numbers guys that crunch it and say, yeah, we can. You do the creative accounting to make it happen. But I don't want to hear your opinion between who do you think a better linebacker is between two guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm right there with you. I mean, uh, I, I don't think he's that involved, to be honest. But you've heard me rant rave the last few weeks about them maybe needing a top-level executive, a, a high-end team president. I still think that would be helpful for the team. So, 
everybody, if you want to go check out the Rod interview, you can. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend the Rod Wood interview. I mean, if you want to be entertained and hear some Lions info, you can listen to this show or Believe in Lions on uh, Monday mornings, which, Grifka, that reminds me. I, I got a little, there's a little rumor innuendo. I've got a little mini announcement here. We might as well uh, do a little promotion here off top of the show. I, I got word late last week that the the folks that believe uh, believe podcasting network have gotten agreement with a with a former lion to join my believe in lion show and uh, I think it's going to be tremendous I couldn't believe it when I saw it but I'm super fired up we're working on all the details we got a couple uh, zoom calls that have to happen and hopefully all goes well we make this go down I I called you right after Grifka because I, I if it was anybody else I wouldn't but the who it was I had to give you a buzz. You know who it is, Grifka. The people know that follow me on Twitter at Derek Oakry. Benny Blades, the hard-hitting safety from the U, the uh, third pick in the in the NFL draft by the Lions. Like the hard-hitting safety fan favorite. I mean, incredible. It looks like he's going to be joining the show, and me and him are going to be talking to the Lions football. I mean, what do you think about that? I know Benny Blades is one of your favorites, and you got a couple uh, stories and whatnot about him. So it's pretty crazy, huh? When you told me this, I was utterly amazed. I mean, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, you are, you are gonna get the chance to like talk to one of my favorite players from when I was a kid. I loved him when he played at the U. I was a big fan of U. I still like the U. But those teams he was on there when the Lions drafted him at like number three, I was like, I was like jumping up and down when I got him. I, I just thought he was a great player. I mean, I don't want to get back in an argument with the guy. Was a dog. He's always been a dog. I was the only time I was able to meet him was outside Ford Field a, a few years ago when they used to have their party on um, Brush Street, and I, I, I posted a photo on Twitter after you posted it, and it showed me and him doing the, our putting our hands together to make make the U sign like they do for the University of, of Miami. So you know, like said, it. one of my favorite players of all time. I'm so happy for you, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm hoping it all goes down. We're just working through some of the details now. And like you say, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I definitely want to uh, pump up Benny if he comes on the show and, and get the fans that, that love him, you know, some stories and some thoughts from him, as well as I'm curious about his thoughts on the the team as it stands now. And, and for those that may be newer Lions fans might not know a ton about him. So we, we get to do that as well. So I'm hoping it goes well. And I know he's from the U, so I know he can talk some junk. So if Benny comes on me and him, hopefully once we get comfortable or get rolling, I'd love to have some, uh, some fun back and forth with the, the one and only Benny blade. So I thought I'd talk about that off the top of the show. I'm really uh, excited about that. And I think it could be really cool in the future. We'll see where it goes. Uh, hopefully uh, all goes well on those fronts. So believe B L E A V and lions uh, drops Monday mornings right now. We'll see if we uh, change up the day or whatever. We'll keep you guys posted. But um, as more comes out, I'll let you know, uh, hit, hit me up on Twitter and, and give me a follow there. A couple other quick items. Griff could, uh, before we get uh, rolling on the, uh, the all time 2000 type team, uh, July 28th is training camp. I know we've kind of talked about it, and I had Paul Jackson on Believe in Lions recently. I asked him, like, are we going to report to camps on time? Is all this going to go well, or do you see a big clunk up? I think you've kind of mentioned it before, but do you think the Detroit Lions are really going to depart, um, are going to show up to Allen Park headquarters on July 28th and get rolling? Excuse me. Oh, um, I, I believe they will. I'd, I'd be very sad because I think it's going to be closed to fans, so we won't get to see them and uh, sit there and talk and listen to other fans. But um, I think they will, and I don't know if it's going to be, depending on what happens in other states, if it might be shorter practices. If the season you know, is unable to start on time, I don't know if they'll do like baseball and send everybody home, and then you'll bring them back for like some sort of two-week training camp You know, once they decide to start the season if they don't start it on time. So um, I, I do believe they'll have it, though. It sounds like there's some optimism. But uh, I was I was reading earlier this week that with some of the other states, once again, having like another boom that opened earlier, Florida, Texas, that um, some of those governors are starting to pull back again. So I, I believe there will because it sounds trite, and I know people don't want to you know talk about people's health, but that's that's a lot of money to be uh be left on the table for them and i'm sure the owners in the league are looking at that as well 
So, Griffey, you said it a few times, but you believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions that they'll report on uh, Monday. And as I said, you can catch that other podcast that I do on Mondays uh, on any podcast platform. But uh, I guess I'm there with you. I mean, I think they will, but I'm I'm definitely keeping just all options open for delays, media hysterity, just kind of craziness to go on this year. I mean, I've continually said I want football, but I also am understanding that for the rest of 2020, uh, I'm assuming like, yeah, my 4th of July isn't going to be the same as it normally is. My football is probably not going to be the same. Like life is not the same right now. I may miss out on some of the things I'm used to, but I mean, I am hoping for a season, even with no fans, it really doesn't bother me. I mean, uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen, Grifka, when you're not able to shake Jeff Okuda's hand. I'm really worried about that scenario. But other than that, I mean, I can miss a training camp. That's not going to kill me. I could not go to a couple games this year and be okay. But I'm hoping they work it out. I just continue to see issues uh, across the board and... I don't know what the NFL stance is going to be, if they're going to push through the issues or the minute the issues seem like they're a little bit uh, higher than they expected, just put a halt on everything and say, oh, nope, like you said, either pause or we got to refigure this out. Um, I, I really don't know what's going to occur, but I'm I'm interested. I'm keeping my ears about it. I'm keeping all options open and. I guess we'll see, you know, we'll be here talking lions regardless and there's still be lots to discuss, but I am definitely hoping for football games. So we will see, hopefully July 28th, they all show up and they've got all the protocols in place and we can see our players out on the field. That would be tremendous, but we obviously want everybody safe across the board. Griffka, I got one other item. This is, this is an item I could have brought off the top, but I saved it till the end. Waffle Maker, it just came out that Calvin Johnson is going to join Glover Quinn. Yeah, yeah, you heard me. Calvin Johnson is going to join Glover Quinn for a podcast. Uh, people will be hearing this probably on Wednesday morning. I think Wednesday evening is when this is going down. I mean, th- this just sounds like an absolute debacle where by, by Wednesday night, Thursday morning, my Twitter and everything is going to be blowing up about – how, how they just ragged on the Lions and how everything is, oh, you know, they didn't treat me right and where's my money and all this other stuff. I mean, I don't know if I need to go on a Calvin Johnson rant right now. You know, I'm not opposed to it if I need to. But, like, what do you think about this? This is going to be just absolute train wreck or what? I hope it's not because then it's just crying over spilled milk and like you said we hear it all the time i mean we you know glover we read you know your your stuff when you left how you felt about the team i mean you've spoken about how uh calvin johnson and uh your boy db sit down every summer and it's they just kind of rehash the same article you know over and over again but please you know okay talk about your playing days you know what happened how much fun you had you know or something like that what you're doing now what ventures you're getting into i mean if you're just coming on to sit there and cry about the lions i mean write that in your autobiography i mean gosh we've you know we've heard it before time to flip the record we're on to hear the other side (laughs) oh my goodness i'm with you and like we we joke about it sometimes on the show but you know glover quinn was my guy i mean i'm the only one in ford field rocking the authentic glover quinn jersey he signed it at training camp i was always repping the 27 he was like the the old wily vet that would get the pick i mean he would he would always talk um, you know up on the media but he always just seemed like the consummate leader and then he pulled all this you know like you just always call it sour grapes on the back end and it's like it's really soured it for me. And, 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 you know, some of my issues with Calvin Johnson quitting on his other teammates and, Oh, it's all about me. Like I'm, I'm beat up. I want to leave. Oh, where's my $2 million. Like, like we didn't give you another hundred million. The lions didn't give you another hundred million that you already have in the bank. I don't know what these other little bits of money, why it makes some big deal to this guy or why he's wearing Raiders gear. Like all that stuff has ruined it for both these guys for me. Yet I still obviously respect, you know, and like what Glover did on the field till the very end of his career. And, and Calvin, you can't argue with, with the player he was or the, the person he was for the most part, but you know, like you say, you can play five, 10 years of good football. It only takes that one bad taste in your mouth on the way out or one comment here or there that can really, you know, soil the fans on you or just sort of, 
you know, leave you not not feeling the way you did about the player. So I, like I said, I I can guarantee you, I think Grifka that uh, this isn't going to be just an all about football podcast or we love the Lions. Uh, I, I don't see that happening whatsoever. I I see it being a lot of you know sly comments, a lot of half digs, a lot of I don't want to say anything, but <laughs> then they go on for 30 minutes and say a bunch of stuff about the team that, like I said, took care of both those guys and, you know, didn't really do anything that uh, I noticed, you know, I, I don't think either of them were ever treated unfairly or or had any huge bad experiences. So we will see what comes from that, man. I think it's going to be uh, very interesting to say the least. Yeah, I'm sure people will, uh, if it's a big uh, bash fest, uh, people will let you know about it. I don't know. Are you going to take the time to listen to it? I don't know. Like, I usually, I I did a catch in the other couple that came out, like, after the fact. And I don't know. I mean, I'll listen so I can kind of make my own judgments. But uh, like I said, I'm sure Twitter is going to be telling me, you know, all the bad comments and get me all fired up. And then probably next week I'll probably have to come on here and, and do a couple of rants. It's kind of what I'm planning for, to be honest, but we'll see. Maybe they'll surprise me. I doubt it, but maybe they will. I mean, uh, go on there, be upstanding dudes, talk football, laugh, talk about your personal life. Don't bash the organization. That would be a best case scenario for me. Yeah. I, uh... I just you, you I, agree I just with me? Don't want to hear their Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hey uh hey Griffco, before we take a, a break for our normal sponsors, I got to I got to fit one thing in here. Um my uncle Mike, uh, he was uh, nice enough to he's been loving our show. He I think he puts it all out on Facebook and tells all of his friends about the uh, Detroit Kool-Aid cast and BLEAV and Lions. I mean, he loves the shows. Last time I saw him, that's all he wanted to talk to me about was the podcast. So he was uh, gracious enough to support our podcast, which you guys can do whenever we put out the little link. Um, if you click on that, there's a little support button. You can give a dollar a month or four dollars a month. Even some people are giving ten dollars a month. Uh, it helps the show. We actually just bought a new um, mixer for the show, so we'll be able to do some different ads and hopefully some segments and drop some music and do some fun things here in the future. But um, he he supported the show, so I told him I help him out with something. There's an event that he's sort of working on or involved with called Peace Fest uh, 2020 in Detroit. Um, the date he gave me now, which again, a lot of this stuff is subject to change, is 9-2020. And uh, let me see what he, what he said about here. Um, I, I believe it's a music fest. It's near the state fairgrounds. He, he put uh, near the Ralston Street uh, Festival site. And uh, I don't think he would uh, care. I'm going to do it anyway. So Uncle Mike, if you get a bunch of emails uh, you didn't want, I apologize. But he gave me his email and said if anybody wants to reach out to him uh, about the event, it's m. P R E N T zero two at gmail.com. So M print zero two at gmail.com. Uh, he, he's, uh, always been involved in music and, and all that different stuff. So he may, uh, want to email you back and tell you more about the event or how you can get involved if you have a band or are interested in whatever's going on there. So I said, I just promote it a little bit. He's going to get me some more info. So you might hear some promos, but I know a lot of people in Detroit are always like, what's going on in the city? Like, Obviously, this is a crazy time, but hey, hopefully by August, September, whenever this thing actually goes down, um, be able to actually attend something like this and enjoy. So he's been working on it. I said I gave him a little uh, promo here on the show, so um, hopefully he checks that out. Grifka, when we come back from our normal sponsors, do you got your you got your all 2000 team ready? Because I, I really can't wait to hear what you came up with for your, your top players at each position. Oh, yes, I have this. I even went, I think, too deep for you. So uh, <laughs> oh, we can go from there, and I can listen to you uh, either like <laughs> or dislike my players. People, like, we were going to do this a week ago, and we didn't fit it in. I don't know, maybe because Grifka wanted to argue with me for 30 minutes about what a what an NFL dog is, and of course, he had no idea. It sounds like you're coming around because you actually uh, have a clue now after I uh, had to school you again. But uh, we missed out on it after the show. Griffka's like, yeah, I got I to gotta study up. I'm going to do some work on that. Griffka, there's no studying up. You probably put about five minutes into this, so I can't wait to see what your your deep dive is on some of these answers. You you ready to tangle here after the break? Sure, sure. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do this. All right. Everybody, we'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers are back from the brink. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors, Anchor Podcast. We've got Spotify that's still supporting the show, which is awesome. Uh, You'll probably hear some new ads here coming out soon. We'll be uh, redoing, which will be fun. Instead of hearing my voice, which you have for a while, we'll uh, try to mix those up from time to time when we can. And like I said, go check out uh, the Peace Fest that's going down in the D here in in, in September as it's set right now, I believe. So um, everybody, let's let's dive into this. Grifka, I I challenge you to come up with a team from the 2000s. So anybody from 2000 to the current. And I wanted to actually make a team. So at least on my list here, I've got a quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts, a tight end. And then we go to the offensive line, two tackles, two guards, a center. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I got two defensive ends, two DTs, two linebackers, two corners, and two safeties. So, I mean, uh, you, you say you're going to be able to keep up with me here and actually have some uh, some answers that halfway make sense? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. Actually, I went a little deeper, but uh, that's fine. We can we can do this because yeah, I yeah. Um, we'll, we'll throw a in a couple of, a number of mentions. names that uh, could have made my team and uh, had to pin <laughs> it down from there. So. Oh man, we'll have some uh, honorable mentions, which I can uh, I can play some sound bits. I'm sure to make fun of you because uh, I don't know Grifka. I mean, a lot of the times, especially with a thing like this, you'll probably uh, do this to me. It drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> Uh, let, let's let's start it out easy. Let me give you a softball off the top. Grifka, who's your all two thousand? Who's your two K Lions starting quarterback? Starting? I mean, really? I mean, you might as well just play the sound bit. It's like, duh, <laughs> that one. But you know, everybody knows Matt Stafford. It's like, duh, Stafford. Grifka. We we don't agree much on the show, but my answer was uh, this guy. Stafford! It's like, duh. It's like, duh. It's like, duh. Can, can we move forward? I mean, obviously, he's the best quarterback we've ever had. A lot of people have beefs about him, but there's nobody else in the discussion for the 2000s or probably any other Lions team. Who was your backup? I, I I got no backup, Griff. I only need one Charlie quarterback Badge. out there. There we go. Charlie Badge. Enough said. Move on. Char- Charlie Badge, Griffka's boy. All right. Running yep. backs. Who you got the running back position? We we just going two because, gosh, I, I got a bunch of them here. Griffka, but this this going... wasn't every player that you know or like or you looked up on Google. We just need a couple starting running backs, but you can throw out maybe starting. one okay. or two more after that. I'll like, give you a couple okay. extra. Okay, if I had a starting backfield, I'm going to go fullback, and I'm going to take Corey Schlesinger. <laughs> Legend. And, and then, gosh, for tailback, I, uh, gosh, I'm stuck between a couple of them, but I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Reggie Bush. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Reggie Bush is on your all-2000 team. Are you kidding me? Who's your starting running back? <laughs> Don't tell me carry on or Swift who hasn't even touched the football yet. Oh, I uh... – I, I do think that DeAndre Swift will be the best running back for the Lions oh since God. the 2000s, but he's not my pick, Grifka, because I did this exercise a little bit different than you. Yeah, this is my all-2000 team, but it's also the guys that Oakry likes and the players that I enjoyed or that I thought did some things since I've been a fan, which wasn't even in the early 2000s, really. So I got my boy Kevin Smith <laughs> at running back. Kevin Smith had some years, boy. He had like two, three years there where he was catching the football, running. He was like our, he was like one of our leaders on the team. So I got Smithy in there just because I wanted to say Smith. Grifka, what's that phone number if people want to call and leave us a funny message? I think he's in there somewhere. Um, it's nine eight nine two seven two. Kevin Smith, Herman Moore. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. So he made my list. And then the next one, like, you know, you threw Reggie in there. I feel like Reggie was one of the bigger disappointments in the 2000s. He had like one half of a season, basically. The guy that I Did thought you see was who the like, running backs were in the 2000s. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> I think wasn't Kevin Bryson in there somewhere <laughs> as our starting back, but the guy I put on yeah, there. Yeah, so was Artus Pinner, but I didn't take him yet. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was a that was the bad part of this exercise going back and going. Really, that was our team? Oh no! <laughs> and then when I saw the record when I was looking at these and seeing the record, I'm like. I can see that. <laughs> and then if you had like my sound clips from those years, it'd be like, Grifka, R2 Spinner might be good. Like I'm telling you, he's got some juice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I was a fan when R2 Spinner was here, but I'm sure that was my, my thoughts most times going into the season because uh, I don't know. I often do this. Drink it in. Uh... Detroit Kool-Aid style. But Grifka, my other running back is Javid Best. I feel like if you go back and you look at the couple years that he is rolling, I mean, we were we – were, uh, that one year we started off 5-0, and oh, he was taking balls to the house, he was very dynamic, and that's what I feel like the Lions have been missing is a home run hitter as well as somebody that can consistently kind of be accounted for at the running back position. I think we have that now in Carrion and, and DeAndre Swift, but I think Javid Best for the short career he had, he never even showed like that he was not good. It's just the injuries killed him and he was out of the league before he could blink, but I thought he overperformed when he got in here and was really dynamic and helped his team tremendously. Yeah, I was I was thinking about him too, but I ultimately went with uh, Reggie Bush over Smith and Luke Staley. <laughs> oh man, Griffco, we got lots of names to get through, so we'll keep this thing rolling. Uh, let's move to the wide receiver position. I got two receivers down that made the Oakry list. What do you got? Give me one. I got two. I got two. Obviously. Uh, your boy, Calvin Johnson, going to be one of them. And then I took uh, Herman Moore as well. Is, did Herm make the 2000s? Did you verify that? Yep. When did he end his career? Do you know? 2000, uh, I 2001? Gone 2002, I think. It, uh, if I, 2002, I think. Hmm. I think he All finished right. like 2001 on IR where him and, uh, and uh, Matt Millen were kind of having that little spat. So he went on IR and then he was gone when signing okay. the Giants. Okay. Um, Herm, I never really got to see him, to be honest, uh, but I, I hear things and he, he seems like he was a, a legend. Uh, who was your other guy? Oh, yeah, Calvin. Yeah. Grifka, here's a shocker for you. Uh, Calvin Johnson didn't make my list. I wonder why. <laughs> Probably because he quit on the team. And uh, five minutes later, if you want me to do a Calvin rant, I can do that for you. But, I mean, obviously, he's got all the stats. He's got all the numbers. He's the easy choice. He doesn't make my list out of spite and because I just didn't want to put him on the list. Because it's the Oakry list. It's the Oakry all-time Lions 2K team. And you know who made the list, Grifka? You know who made it? I'm dying to know. Please tell me David Kirkus. Circus Kirkus. <laughs> no, but he goes by... Uh, goes by this name Roy boy <laughs> Roy Williams the, the, the king of the first down celebration I mean this guy was a staple here with the Lions for what is he here probably six six years or so he was uh the only guy we had they tried to surround him with other receivers he talked noise in the media he always seemed to show up and he was one of those Lions players that we loved or that produced that couldn't cut it on other NFL teams as we saw when we fleeced the Dallas Cowboys and sent him to Dallas for two first round picks, which that's another reason he made the list. Cause we got such good draft capital back, even though uh, we maybe didn't do so good with that number 20 pick that we got back from the Cowboys that year, but that nonetheless, and my other receiver, again, there were lots of funky names when it comes to receivers. I mean, I obviously like Kenny and some of our recent guys, but I wanted to throw another name out there out of respect for the city of Detroit, Grifka, my other wide receiver on the Oakry All 2K Lions is Nate Burleson. Oh, baby, he's in the building. Isn't that what he would say on Good Morning Football? Like, Nate Burleson came here, he repped the city, he was always a leader. Was his play on the field as good as I'd want it sometimes? No. Did I wish he didn't have an injury thanks to Happy's Pizza? Yes. But was he still the man? Was he still cool? Do I still love him on Good Morning Football? I do, and that's why he makes my list at the other wideout position for the 2000s. Okay. I can, I can live with that. 
Oh, my goodness, Grifka. We got to move to your favorite position, which is the tight end position. I mean, let me start this off. I only wrote down one, but I'll throw in a bonus one for you just off the top of my head here. Grifka, this is for you. My all-time 2000 tight end is none other than Brandon Pettigrew, the number 20 pick in, in that draft that we got from the Dallas Cowboys. Brandon Pettigrew, if you don't remember, Grifka, he, he put up, let me see here. I may even have these numbers in front of me. Hold on a second. Brandon Pettigrew in 2010, Grifsky, a waffle maker. He had 71 catches for 722 yards and four touchdowns. How do you like them apples? You always saying he's at the bowling alley that he can't catch. He must be able to catch because he snagged in 71 passes that year. I mean, yeah. the, the rookie year, he was Matt Stafford's safety blanket, one of his main targets. Oh, Grifka, here's some more stats for you. In 2011, Pettigrew, your favorite player. I mean, you probably have his jersey. You probably wear it to games. He had 83 catches for seven, 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 and five tutties. How do you like those numbers? And then Grifka, my honorable mention, my bonus again, just for you, and because he would, he's making my 2K team only in his second season. TJ Hawkinson. How do you like them apples? Two tight ends that I know are your favorite: Pettigrew and Hawkinson. Who you got? At tight end, this one's game because it's my team. And you know me, I'm a big fan of names, and this Hold guy on. can play football. Hold on. Does his name sound like he could? Hold on. I'm going with Bear Hold Pat. Hold on. Grifka, can you hear me when I say hold on like six times in a row? No. How are you going to go to your name? No. You don't even respond to any of that junk I just talked to you, any of those numbers, any of that stuff I just threw right in your face? You just move on like no, you got to get to your names? Because Brandon Pettigrew is still terrible. I mean, he – I mean, he wasn't the obviously the red zone threat that uh, we all thought he would be with his two years of nine touchdowns that you know you had. I mean, okay, you caught some passes, gotcha. He dropped a lot more, gotcha. And then uh, yeah, he dropped a lot more than eighty-three passes. I mean, the next year too, he had sixty passes, six hundred yards, and three touchdowns. That's three pretty good years for a tight end. I don't know. I don't know. I know you hate him, so like he can't ever be good or you can't acknowledge it. But I mean, those are three pretty good years. I, mean, well, who, I realize it's guy? dog status for you, but <laughs> who's your guy? Will Heller or some other bum that we've had? Maybe, uh, maybe David Bear Sloan. Pasco. <laughs> Bear Pasco right there. Mark it down. Oh gosh. All right. I, I'm frustrated. I just blew by my whole, my whole gimmick there. And you just thought you'd go into your names. Like people really care who you got to say, but who, who you got a tight end there. Griffith? I'm sure the people can't I wait. I just told you. Bear no, Pasco. No. That's, that's your choice. I don't even know who this is. When did he ever play for the Lions? Is this a real person? He played. Bear Pasco was on the team. Somewhere like uh, mid to late. You know, like 2007, 2008, something like that. Grifka, Bear Pasco versus Pettigrew when it comes to ball players in the NFL. Bear Pasco's got this. Well, you know, you took, you took, Kevin, you took Kevin Smith over Reggie Bush and job so. Oh my gosh! Do you have another name? This just this just proves you know nothing about tight ends. You you don't know football. Okay, Marcus just... Pollard. Marcus Pollard would have been my backup. Oh my gosh! And this is the guy everybody that rags on Pettigrew, hates Ebron, hates Hawkinson, and he's got Bear Pascal, who I don't even remember ever taking a snap for the Lions, and Pollard, who was never good. Never. I didn't want to. Never good. Numbers. What do you have? Like he might have had forty catches in a year, maybe. Marcus Pollard wasn't ran out of town by like two of those three names that you just mentioned. So yeah, because like oh, no other Lions nice. fan, all other Lions fans don't know crap besides you. If those, if you did, the, Brandon Pettigrew would still be on the team, and Eric Ebron, like that would be our starting starting tight end set. So because you know they, gave you, you, you like years them of, first round picks. I just gave you three years of production. There's no other Lions tight end that's had his production other than the future of TJ Hawkinson. What do you want me to do? I don't, I'm not going to name off two bums like you. I mean, admit it. Brandon Pettigrew was good, and then you hated him because every once in a while he dropped a pass like you do for everybody. He wasn't perfect. We get it. But he has three years there that was good. I mean, you can't argue okay, it. But, you know, once again, you didn't, you didn't take Megatron because, you know, he quit on the team, but you took, you know, Nate Burleson because, you know, he got tiger blood or lion blood or, you know, right. human blood or whatever he got. So, right. Because he's on, you know, because he's on, you know, NFL Today or Good Morning NFL with, you know, my girl Kay Adams. So, 
Grifka. I don't, I don't know. Note to Grifka. We're trying to entertain here and have some fun. So yeah, that was my picks. Not a uh, um. Okay, I like to select Bear Pascal and Marcus Pollard um for like my I selections. Said, those, my picks right there. All right, people on Twitter, let me know. I've killed Grifka again in another competition. Just hit me up at Derek Oakry or send your hate tweets at Grifka DKC. Grifka, I can't wait for your answers here. Offensive tackles, I'm sure you can't wait for mine. Go ahead. Oh yeah, we all know yours. Yours is yours is obviously the road grader that you know is cheap right now, but we should sign him for an awesome deal. But you know, I'm gonna go with him before he was actually him, and I'm gonna take Jeff Backus and uh, Ray Roberts will be my other tackles. Oh my gosh, people, Grifka, you just you just don't know what to do with this guy half the time. I mean, I swear he he rags on on Jeff Backus over and over again. He compares horrible players in his mind to Jeff Backus, yet then he named You're Jeff right. Backus to his all-time team. I mean, what is this well, guy did doing? Did you see the other tackles that have played? I mean, I, I could have Riley Reef. I did, and that's why <laughs> Jeff Backus is my uh, first tackle I'd like to mention, a very good, solid football player. I couldn't believe how many times I was scrolling past rosters, and he continued to be the left tackle. I mean, he had to be here at least a decade or more, from what I could tell. Um, he was my pick, and... The people know the other pick is a, a guy that will be here similar amount of time and is a similar quality football player. Good college pedigree, very solid, not going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's not an all pro left tackle, but he's more than good and more than serviceable. And I want him on my football team. Yes, Taylor Decker, my other offensive tackle for my all 2000 team. Yes, sir. That's for you also. Like I said, just goes to show. I mean, you want to, you know, you, you ripped on me for not knowing tight ends. You obviously don't know tackles because Ray Roberts was better than both of them. He's better than Bacchus and he's better than Taylor Decker. Yeah, I, I disagree. I highly disagree. But uh, we, I highly doubt you've seen one ounce of game film with Ray Roberts. Yeah, I have no idea. What side did he even play? I don't even know. doesn't matter because Jeff yeah, Bacchus was, was a, a tackle, consummate so, tackle. Uh, he was, a, he was a left tackle, just to let you know. So just, uh, there you go. When? Before Bacchus? Yes, before Bacchus. <laughs> I mean, For a cup of coffee? I mean, I, I didn't you even know, see funny. him on my there's, list. There's been other tackles on this team besides Jeff Bacchus and, you know, Ray, you know Riley Reef and Taylor Decker. I mean, it, it happens. Has you know, there the been? The Lions have been around since 1934. You, you heard me tell you that, right? Grifka, we're doing the 2000s. So, yeah, there probably hasn't been any other tackles between your boy, um, our boy, Jeff Backus, Reef, and Decker. That's probably nearly it, except for a couple stiffs that came in for I a cup of coffee. Pulled so. them up. I just pulled them up. So, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is this is gone going to the, uh, the the wrong way here. Grifka, would you like to go go with offensive guards, or do you want me to just throw out my tremendous names first? Uh, no, I'll give you my two because you'll like okay. one of them, and the other one you won't remember. So uh, I'll take Larry Warford, uh, Warford, which you probably know him, and uh, I'll take uh, Jeff Hardings. Do you remember Jeff Hardings? Of course you remember Jeff Hardings because he was good. So uh, <laughs> name off, you know what, Stenberg and Jonah Jackson for years because those are the two <laughs> names you know. <laughs> Griffco, when did Hardings, I know the name. Are you sure he's in the 2000s or did you revert back to I your 1990s positive. fame? I mean, I, I am positive. Did you Wikipedia Matt, half Matt, this crap Matt or Millen what? Didn't wanna, Matt Millen didn't want to pay him an extra like 500000 what he wanted. So he went to Pittsburgh. So uh, <laughs> it was like 500000 was like separating them. So, like, probably one of the best cards in the game at the time walked away from the Detroit Lions because Matt Millen didn't want to pay him an extra 500000 on his contract demand. So, uh, <laughs> well, he, he went to Pittsburgh and, and did quite well there. Every, so every dollar on. matters. I mean, who, I don't you know got, who you got, like, what, Damian Woody? Because you see him on ESPN? But, no, <laughs> Mike, Mike Compton? Oh, wait, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know Mike Compton either. So, Krishka, uh, maybe like, we should uh, spend more time on guards like you did for 40 minutes on one of your solo shows and the people uh, said, I don't know this. I'm sorry we didn't keep your guard around for an extra 500k. I'm sure that would have won us a Super Bowl in 2003. Jeff Hardings was a good, very good to great guard. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, like I'm, I'm waiting to hear your wonderful names uh, in the past three years since you're since you are a uh, prisoner of the moment. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, who, who do who, who who do you have on the team that's over eight years old? You know that that you can remember. 
Well, Grifka, my first guard on my all 2K team is Damian Woody, everybody. The uh, guy we brought yeah. over for like, the New England Patriots. Coming, ESPN. I, I see him every Sunday on ESPN. Damian Woody. Good call there, Derek. <laughs> we, we brought Damian Woody over from the Patriots. He's a big signing. He started to be a bust, and then he had a resurgence in the back half of his career. Became a tremendous interior player for this team and a leader Artists and a, a great guy off the field. So Hardings Woody, was better. Woody made my list because against the Oak Creek all-time list. And Rob Sims made my list. Another great uh, player on and off the field for the Detroit Lions. Uh, just a solid football player, unfortunately, from the Ohio State. But he was my other guard. I, mean, I could live with Rob Sims, but my two guards are better. So, Okay. Let us know, people. I'm sh- I'm sure you uh, agree with every one of Grifka's mentions because he just knows everything. Grifka, let's move to the center position. I'm just going to throw it out. I wrote down one center. I don't know the Detroit Lions have had more than two or three centers in the in the uh, two decades uh, previous. I always had issues with this guy. I was never a big fan, but there's really nobody else to mention. Dominic Raviola, Rayola at center. I. I always got frustrated when he got bullied and pushed back into the quarterback. But I did like the fact that he would fight anybody on his front yard, as well as talked a little bit of noise in the media. He always seemed to have Stafford's back, which I appreciated. So kind of by default, he makes the list. But I mean, he he, he was the guy at center position. I'm sure you want to go with Travis centers. Swanson. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you don't want to go with Eric Beverly. But no, I agree with you. Dominic Rayola. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, that's for the agree with you. Now we move to defense. This is where it should get interesting. Grifka, I'll start off with my defensive ends. Cause I just know you'll love these names. Uh, I'll give you the one that you'll enjoy first because this is right in your wheelhouse. I couldn't believe this guy was on the 2000 teams because obviously it was before my time of actually watching. But Robert Porsche made my defensive end list. I mean, I just feel like he was a consummate uh, football player. Again, a guy that would hype the crowd, a guy that had some passion to him. I don't know if he's dog status, but I know he was pretty, uh, pretty nasty and pretty consistent. And then I put my other defensive end. Again, this shows how sorry the Lions were for all my time, basically, as being a fan until now, where I think they actually are putting together a legit football team. Uncle Cliff, Cliff Averill, makes my list as as the other edge rusher. He always seemed to get after the quarterback. He was kind of a wimp, you know, where he wasn't very stout in the run game. But when you're talking about defensive ends and getting after the quarterback, he seemed to do that decently well. And I think he was a third-round pick somewhere in there, so kind of a nice find by whatever regime that was that found Cliff Averill. I'm I'm kind of stunned because I have the same two. (laughs) Unbelievable. So I could have swore you would have took flowers, man. You agree okay. with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's shocking out of all the people that we could have picked to have the same two there. So, but like I said, that's why I didn't like this exercise because I was going through going, really? We're playing Jared DeVries for five years at defensive end? Or yeah, we have Dwayne White at defensive end for three, four years? Like, what are we doing? These These guys aren't guys that could play at that level, at that position. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that, I've felt the same way. Like I said, when I'm watching, looking at these teams and I see what year, what record they were, I'm like, okay, I get it. The saddest part, though, so like I come on and be a fan, you know, right when Matt Millen starts. From then for the next decade almost, we were always picking in the top 10. I mean, I mean we had a couple draft picks here or there, but how are we picking in the top 10 of every round and we're not coming away with with top football players. We're coming away with these guys that are here for their, their contract and they, they're okay on the, on the 2006 lions team. But you look back and you're like, man, that's not a, that's not an NFL ball player right there. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Defensive tackles. Griffco, we got to finish this out. Who you got? Ah, oh, geez. This one was kind of tough for me, but if I'm taking two, I'm going with Sue. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, yeah. uh, I'm going to take uh, Sean Rogers, but Andre Flewellen was really close to making my team. <laughs> See, instead of your dumb Sue thing you just did, you should have saved that for flu. <laughs> <laughs> Sue and flu. Because <laughs> you, you know flu is on speed dial still. Just He's on wait. He's on yeah. he's on wait right now, like the guys that call up Jim I, Rome and wait for three days on hold. Flu is on hold still for the Allen Park line one. 
I had to, I had to, after I was making this list, I had to call him and say, hey, dude, you're the last cut. And he understood. <laughs> Bring your playbook, Flu. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Turk wants to see you. <laughs> oh, Grifka, like, this is how I did my defensive tackles. One's going to hurt me and one's going to hurt you. The one that hurts me is the one you said. I hated to put Indomitian Sue on the list because I liked his nasty, but he's another guy. Left in a bad way, talk noise, didn't didn't like it. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, just not very happy with like uh, where he's at or, or putting him on my list, but I did anyway. So Sue's there, and the one that you're not gonna like, and I put him there because you won't like it. Nick fairly made my list. <laughs> I felt like he was that a freaking lazy lump of crap. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> in... A Wendy's Frosty is more effective at defensive tackle than him. He was a nasty bowling ball for this football team, a quality player, somebody that uh, was just tremendous. Bowling ball. (laughs) So he had, he had some sleep apnea or some other issues. Other than that, he was a, he was good. If you go back and watch the tape, Griffith, here's something funny. I know we got to finish out, but this is a side comment for some reason. uh, Recently, I think it was maybe there was nothing on on the weekend. And I was like, "Uh, let me pull up an old lions game. So I randomly picked one. Uh, the clear blue sky, the 2012 Thanksgiving game against Houston, where Jimmy Schwartz threw the flag when he shouldn't have, and that game went back and forth. You know who was killing in that game? Mikhail Lashore was running the football like a beast. They kept giving it to him over and over again. The guy had like 80 yards and a touch in the first half. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this was my guy. I was all excited when they took him, and I never remember him doing anything good, but he had a heck of a game. Uh. Oh. Just like just like Nick Fairley, he was bulldozing people in that game too, and I was like, "Oh, I wish Griff could see this." Because they, it's because they promised him a full turkey if he had a good game, and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> oh my goodness, linebackers, Grifka, who you got? Okay, since I play a four-three, I went with three linebackers. I went with uh, Stephen Tulloch, uh, DeAndre Levy, and this one, this last one was a little tough, but I went with Chris Claiborne. <laughs> Man, everybody, Grifka getting he's super technical on this list. He actually did do some homework, which is a big surprise for the old waffle maker, but I'm proud of you, buddy. Uh, I did too, just because I'm trying to keep this thing simple. I got Steven Tolick. I got DeAndre Levy. DeAndre Levy, what a sad story this guy was. He came in, he balled out. We, we were all excited. We had a middle linebacker for the next you know, six, eight years, they paid him. He disappeared off the face of the earth. He never played another down. I don't think after we paid him unbelievable. Yeah. He got paid. And then he's like, all of a sudden I'm hurt. And I, you know, I climbed a mountain though, but you know, I'm too hurt to go, uh, come to training camp. Craziness cornerbacks. Go ahead. Name one. And then I'll well, go. Well, I got to take my boy, big play. Well, why would you put him on the list? I'm just curious. Because have you seen the other cornerbacks that were on this team? There's only other one <laughs> that, 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 that really belongs. <laughs> Griffka, that's the that's the shake the hand gimmick. That's what I was I was going for. Oh there. yeah, because I yeah I had because yeah, I shook his hands exactly. If, if he wouldn't have shook his hand, would he be on the list still? No, because it'd probably be like Terry Fair or something at that point. <laughs> he never would have panned out without that handshake, Griffka. Yeah. I've got Chris Houston on my list. And the reason I've got Chris Houston is because he we traded for him from Atlanta. He was sort of like under the radar. He came in here and played really well. Um, I don't know if you've heard this before, but then we decided to pay him. And then he fell off the face of the earth and never played another down for the Detroit Lions. I still don't understand what happened to DeAndre Levy or Chris Houston. But I know they have a ton of money from the Lions and gave us nothing after they put pen to paper. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they they went on a milk carton after that. So, who's your other corner? Uh, Dre Bly. Dre Bly, there you go. Swag, swagoo, Dre Bly. My other corner was Grifka's boy, Darius Slay. I gave him I gave him the nod, Grifka. Let's finish this out with safeties. This might have been my favorite one to uh to write here on my list. So, uh, Grifka, I'll start us out. Safety. You know who's on my list. You know who the number one guy is, and uh. It's this guy, 
Lewis Delmas from Western <laughs> Michigan, the Predator. I remember going to training camp and I I got like an old throwback Lions jersey 26 that uh, had Lou Delmas on the back and I I showed it to him. He's like, oh look at that jersey. I gotta get me one of those. And I was just like going being totally Lou Delmas with his gold teeth. Uh, tremendous. Uh, I thought he was a great ball player. I think he really fell off the map too, and I'm not 100% sure why. Obviously, he missed some tackles at times and had some issues in here or there but when he was up and rolling i thought he was a real difference maker in the back end so that's one of my safeties i'll kick it to you and i'll give you my second one um my first one has to be uh glover quinn you know, once again he made plays and another guy just got old really quick you know this lost step here or there but when he first came here that guy was a key to that defense Glover Quinn was my second name. Griff Cove already said it. Consummate professional until the very end. Made plays. Intercepted the ball, unlike your boy Slay did most of his career here as a Lion. And uh, just always seemed to really be the kind of guy you need at the back end that can can, can move everybody around and get his hands on the football and uh, lead people in the locker room. So GQ was my second guy. Uh, my second guy, once again, had to go with a name guy because you know how much I love names in football. <laughs> and you know who it is. You mentioned him. When we were talking about this, and you're like, he actually started for us? And we have to go with James Hedaboo. We got to go with Diggs back there. The grave digger. <laughs> there, there was nothing better than when he would lay the lumber or get a third and short and, and stand up and then dig somebody a hole. <laughs> got to go with, got to go with Hedaboo. <laughs> what does the, the Undertaker say? Uh, digging souls. Uh, taking souls, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I don't know exactly how it goes, but hey, hey, James Aheadable, rest in peace. <laughs> oh my goodness, he was here way too long. But uh, again, man, I was yoked in the weight room and was actually one of our better ball players in that era, which again says something about the roster building. So all you people that want to beat up Bob Quinn. Go back and look at the team from 2000 to whenever Quinn came on, like 2016, 17, whatever it was, and then come talk to me because it was not pretty. So uh, yeah. incredible. So that's all and we got. One Griffin. thing, guys, um, one thing, Lions fans, hit me up on Twitter at, at DKC. <laughs> if you've ever heard of Bear Pasco, please do it. Please do it, everybody. So Griffco will get absolutely zero messages. <laughs> <laughs> please, please write him here. I know who Bear Pasco is <laughs> please write him and tell him how much better the Oakry list was I mean I know my stats aren't perfect I know oh I didn't go straight down the line of who was technically the greatest Lions of the 2000 let me let me read those off to you because they were in a 4-3 defense and so I picked these you just got the Oakry list who I liked why I liked them and obviously I buried Grifka on like four of my picks because that's what I do and that's what entertains the people here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Grifka, I'm out of breath. We got to get out of here for the show. Do you have anything else just intelligent or worthwhile or just earth shattering for the people? Uh, nope. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We had fun with the all 2000 team. Check us out on Friday. We'll be talking random lions in the two thousands, just names that, uh, just come out of clear blue sky or that jumped off the page when we looked at them as well as all of their lions news and notes. And Grifka says he's got some random questions to ask me. You know how that's going to go. Uh, it should be a fun Friday show. Everybody take care. We'll check you then. We're out. Drink it in, man.